Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'll be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio. The show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. I've been doing a lot of it lately, believe it or not, Dennis. And uh, I know you're saying, no, you were just joking last week about uh, uh, getting your pilot's license. It's it's not true. I've been, I've been flying around like crazy during the holidays. That counts for something, yes. doesn't it? But were you anywhere near the controls? Well, if you count, you know, row twelve or thirteen, sure. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I didn't want our, I didn't want our our passengers to have a heart attack that Greg's actually making progress. Well, you know, uh, we'll find out what happens next week. But uh, you know, our our, our good buddy, uh, you know, uh, Smokey and uh, and uh, the crew, you know, who I'm talking about, Smokey and Jim, yeah, Smokey and Jim. Yeah, they, they're going to be in Orlando, and he texted me from Australia, and he said, hey, what are you doing? Let's go flying. I got to fly my uh, little RV-12, right? It's RV-12 or RV-7, I forget. RV-7. Seven. seven. All right. And he's invited me to go fly with him. So if the weather holds out between now and next week, you'll hear that I was actually close to the, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was flying uh, co-pilot with him. So we'll see how, that, uh, how that turns out. And, and Jim used to be a flight instructor back in the day, so there's a good chance he might actually let you touch the control. He might, if he's uh, probably drunk. If and he knows what's good for him, he won't. <laughs> right. But regardless, you know, anybody listening right now might be able to uh, pick up on some of my aviation experience of what I've had this past week. Because I did, ended up doing a lot of flying. I had to do some last-minute travel uh, for some family uh, things. And that forced me to book, you know, some cheap flights on some of the uh, budget carriers like Allegiant, Frontier, and Spirit. Now, being that I am the pampered aviator as I am, I I have a tendency to avoid those airlines, not to knock them. I mean, let, let's be real. I mean, I'm, I don't want to have people take this the wrong way. They have their place and stuff, but I am kind of... One of these people that, you know, if I'm going to go fly in a regular aircraft, I at least want to be able to recline my seat. But in this case, I had to book this travel so last minute, you really don't have any choice unless you want to pay, you know, I was flying up from Orlando to Detroit. And if you don't want to pay like 600 bucks, if you book a ticket within like seven days or so, uh, that's what it's going to cost you on Delta American or United or whatever. Uh, so you got to resort to those budget carriers that have less restrictions on last minute travel. And the price was right. I will say that uh, I got back and forth with like a couple hundred bucks. That was, uh, you know, pretty pretty economical, especially for a last minute ticket. So but, when you give up, though, Greg. I mean, I know you're acute, uh, you know, accustomed to the pampered life and first right. class and and free drinks. So you know, what's what do you give up going with an economy carrier? Well, you're not going to get the free drinks. That's for sure. You're not going to even get water. <laughs> You know, it was comical when I flew, I flew up on Frontier and I came back on Spirit and I haven't flown either one of those airlines in some time. 
And uh, so my expectations were pretty low. And uh, what I will say is neither one of the airlines offered me seats that uh, reclined, but I did pay for their upgrade. So I got an exit row. So I had a little bit more, you know, space, you know, leg room and stuff, which it was very nice. And then, you know, the frontier was that stripped down kind of seat kind of thing where they're making them lighter. You know, the little table that you have in front of you is all of like, you know, six by six inches. <laughs> it's dinky. But it's, it's enough to hold your cell phone. Exactly. I mean, but you know, a bag I bag of peanuts. I well, they don't give you those, so you got to pay for them. Uh, including one thing I found out about was uh, water. So not only will you not get free drinks, uh, they didn't even offer water. And it was funny the the stewardess came down and a flight attendant. I, which one is it again? It's I, flight attendant. Yeah. So she comes by and and they're going uh, food for purchase, food for purchase. And I had my hear, earbuds in, and she stopped, said, "You know, uh, would you like something to drink?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, just water." And she just kept walking. And then I real, of course, no water ever showed up uh, because I realized that they were charging for the water too. If you you had to pay like two bucks for a bottle of water, so they, uh, you know, I just wanted like a cup of water. Thank goodness I had brought a water bottle with me, so I was fine anyway. But just something you're not used to if you don't fly those carriers is that not only will you not get free drinks, you won't even get free water. So make sure you come prepared by bringing your own water bottle, you know, onto the aircraft or right before you, you know, go onto the gate, you know, grab one at the local uh, convenience store there. But uh, so, you know, but that said, with my expectations being pretty uh, low, uh, it was okay. Frontier going up. They were right on time. The boarding process was fairly efficient. You know, I, I, I did pay for the upgrade thing, so I got to carry on. You know, they charge you for your carry on. They charge you for your check bag and personal life, you know, all that stuff. So you just got to make sure you book it properly uh, before you uh, or you know, you know what you're getting so you don't get surprised that they're going to hit you up for like a $30, you know, carry on bag fee or something like that. But if you've done your homework and, you know, download their little app, it was pretty efficient and it was on time and the, the plane was clean. Everything was fine in that regard. So I, I, I would, you know, I was pretty happy with their performance. Now coming back, you know, I flew back on spirit and, you know, once again, expectations very low. I have not had very good experiences with Spirit in the past, but hey, the price is hard to beat. And, you know, when you go with that expectation being extremely low, you're not as uh, disappointed when things don't go, uh, you know, according to schedule. So, of course, everything seemed like it was uh, going well, got checked in, no problem, did the same thing. I paid for the upgrade, did the app thing, so I was well prepared and all that kind of stuff. But right before we start the boarding process, they make an announcement that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a problem with our aircraft, and we're going to have to take it back to the hangar, but we've got another plane. We're going to get over here soon and get you out down to Orlando. Just stay by, stand by. We'll give you more details. And I'm like, great, here we go. So, you know, of course, it was uh, delayed a couple uh, couple hours. But and I kind of had figured on that, so I had kind of put a buffer into my schedule so it really didn't create that big of an issue other than, you know, I was stuck in Detroit a little bit longer than I wanted to at the airport. So it wasn't a major inconvenience. And once we got on the aircraft, it was fine. It was nice uh, plane. You know, it's funny. Spirit's seats look very much like what you would get on – you know, Delta, American, just any of the other carriers. But Frontier had that stripped down super light, 
you know, those new seats with the small tray and everything. And I think that's the same what they've done with uh, Allegiant. That sound right from what you've heard? Uh, Dennis, I think a, a lot of the low cost carriers are switching to those uh, more streamlined seats so they can squeeze an extra row or two in, keep the weight down, and, right. and maximize the payloads. So well, they even had a would, brochure on the Frontier uh, flight talking about, hey, we're a green airline, and we, that's why your things are so small and the seats are this. We've trained them, we've you know, stripped them down to make it late so, or lighter so you can fly cheaper. And, uh, you know, that's fine. You know, and what, and even like I said, the, even though they were the seats were a little bit more stripped down, they uh, had less padding on them. They, they were comfortable enough, and you know, I I I don't know if I wanted to go much further than a two hour flight time in one of those things. But hey, you know, uh, teach his own, and once again, the price was impossible to beat. So I I will both I will give Frontier a little bit uh, more of a thumbs up than Spirit in that. Frontier stayed on time, and Spirit didn't quite, uh, you know, they had a little mechanical. So, and, and I would tell you, in all my uh, travels, which I, I do a lot, I have had issues with Spirit like this almost every single time I've done anything with them or had a friend that was using Spirit to get to where they needed to go. <laughs> so, and I've just kind of, you know, wrote it off like, hey, if you're going to fly them, just know. You may have to kind of figure in a little bit of a delay or whatever, and maybe it just could be anecdotal, and that was been my uh, issue. But it's hard to argue with the price, I guess, right? Yeah, you you get what you pay for, right, Greg? Or what you don't pay for, which is like Wi-Fi, you know, any entertainment, water. <laughs> and I, I guess if you know that going in, you can uh, work around it. And uh, you bring your iPad with right? some downloaded movies, exactly. And- you know, so, you know, you, like you said, you get what you pay for to a certain extent. I mean, I, I will give them credit. It's nice to be able to book something last minute and still not pay through the nose. And so, you you know, they have, they definitely have their place. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to, you know, travel with them, you know, on a regular basis if I didn't have to. Because when you add in all that extra stuff that you got to add, like a check bag or carry-on bag, uh, a lot of times, like say that route from Orlando to Detroit if you book it far enough in advance on Delta, which is rated quite well right now, by the way, we'll get into that in just a bit, uh, you'll pay the same exact price. But last minute, uh, it's pretty hard to beat those budget carriers, Allegiant, Frontier, Spirit. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. This holiday edition, we're trying to keep you informed for your holiday travel. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Flightstudy.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. But I saw Santa in his bathing suit, trying to catch a wave, but he tried too soon. He laughed so hard that he could barely breathe And washed up next to me He said, you look naughty, but I'm sure you're not He was soaking wet, but he cracked a smile With a present in his head He said, it's Christmas in the sand Christmas in the sand This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot That's me along with Captain Dennis We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information on this holiday weekend. All right, so, you know, I've told you about some of my holiday travel. Hopefully you can benefit from my, uh, you know, experiences and take it for what it's worth, which may not be much, but those budget carriers are hard to avoid if you want to, you know, last minute uh, fly up to see the family or whatever, you know, during the holiday. You still get great deals. You know, even on Thanksgiving, by the way, uh, one one of the tricks I have found over the years, and I don't know if you know this, Dennis, but if you actually fly on like Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day, you can still very much on the last minute find some pretty good deals if you're willing to actually fly on the holiday, which kind of sucks in a way, too. You know what I mean? Actually, it's a great way to celebrate Christmas. We did that a couple of years ago. I went on a family trip to uh, to Cocoa Beach in Orlando, yeah, and we left Christmas Day. And it was great. We were going to, we celebrated, uh, had a, a nice in-flight meal on the airplane and that was our Christmas family gift. Hmm. A lot more fun than just, you know, well, I guess it depends on who you're flying. Cause even on Christmas day, even if you know, you play that card, like, Hey, it's Christmas. Don't I get a big fat Turkey for my, uh, airplane dinner? Nope. You're going to pay for that. <laughs> and by the way, we charge two bucks for a water, <laughs> but May, you were well, in my case, I took one out of your uh, playbook, and we actually booked on Delta in advance, and uh, I went ahead and cashed in all frequent flyer miles and upgraded everybody to first class, oh. so my wife was actually pretty happy. Well, there you go. So um, it made for a nice trip. It, it, it can. Yeah, Delta actually has done pretty good the last couple of years as far as, like, uh, I don't know, customer complaints or ratings and stuff, so they're, they're, like, rated the number one domestic carrier now, right? 
That's right. There's a, a annual airline rankings. It's done by Embry Riddle University that named uh, Delta as the best carrier in the country. Uh, they were looking at things like uh, on time percentage, denied boardings, mishandled bags, customer complaints, and things like that. And all of that factored in. And Delta, you know, resoundingly came in at number one, mm-hmm. uh, displacing JetBlue, which had had typically had some of the best customer satisfaction. How about um, that? And then, yeah, followed up by Southwest, and then. Everybody else is much farther down the list. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I With all the travel I do, I, I fly a lot with American. I fly a lot with Delta generally. And I do see a little difference. I mean, I think it's Delta has the deal where if you don't get your bags out on the, you know, on the bag uh, bag return within like 20 minutes, they give you a bunch of miles or something like that. I don't know. Don't, is, have you heard that? I think yep, it's that. That is Delta that does that. It's a 20-minute guarantee. Yeah, and they give you that little app, and it tells you where your bags are. Hey, your bags are being dropped off at the baggage terminal now, and they're here, they're there. I mean, that's, that's pretty convenient, kind of a little peace of mind of like, hey, my bag made it, or at least it's being tracked uh, computer-wise, and you can follow that uh, progress on the app and stuff. So, you know, it comes in handy. Uh, so so I, would ag- I would agree with that rating. Uh, American, I will say, I've had some issues with as well over the last year or two. They, they've kind of went down the list a little bit. Uh, Southwest, I, I think, does great, you know, especially the fact you get those two free bags with them, and that uh, that's very attractive for a lot of uh, reasons. And they're very efficient, it seems like, when they're trying to get people on and off the you know aircraft with the way they uh, load them on. I don't really like it because, you know— uh, it's kind of, you know, cattle call. Yeah, I don't really like that cattle call thing. You know, if you're late to the gate and you didn't get your place in line, you, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're, out, you're out of luck or can be. But, you know, teach his own. And like I said, the price wise, they're, they're pretty good, too, in that regard. So, you know, you got to take all that with, the, you know, uh, just know where you want to go and and plan accordingly and try to make the best of it. I, I think with all that kind of stuff, it's all about your frame of mind and what you expect. Like you said, uh, you know, you get what you pay for to a certain extent. But I think a lot of it is just planning. You know, when I did this last-minute travel uh, up north from Orlando, I and I had to book, book these uh, budget carriers, my expectations, like I said, were very low. So I, I was looking through their website like, okay, how can I do to – what can I do to make this just a little bit more, you know, tolerable? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and if you yeah. take that effort, you can kind of minimize the potential problems, I think. Well, and I fly enough for my day job uh, that, you know, I, I try to do my best to, to maintain at least a minimal amount of status with Delta just because it gives me the ability to pick those exit row seats at the time I book my ticket and yeah. hoping I can get upgraded, uh, you know, and I've gotten to the point now where. I even buy the Avgas for the Mooney on a Delta American Express card so I can get Sky Miles when I fly my own plane. Sweet! So, you know, right. we got to do what we can to to, to maintain an, a certain level of comfort and convenience. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you pay a little bit extra to have that American Express card, but hey, I get my two free check bags too on Delta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it you just manage your own expectations and this is what <laughs> I'm going to do out of Minneapolis when I have to fly for work. Right. You know, it's usually the last-minute travel that'll really get you. Uh, But once again, if you plan it far enough in advance, there's ways to navigate things to keep uh, prices in check. And and those little surprises when you're traveling is what uh, drives me a little nutty 
Well, you know, and, it, and if you'd get your license, some of that last minute travel, you could mitigate all those headaches. Yes, I'm working going on over it. Over to Ed and Keith and borrow a plane and be gone. Yeah. Well, that, you know, I have a dream. I have a, you know, it's on my Christmas list for a dentist to come down from Minnesota and teach me how to fly. How about that? Well, we'll bring Austin too, because as of yesterday, the more Austin the merrier. A certified flight instructor. Congratulations, so Austin. Multi-engine check ride. Yeah. Yep. So the weather cooperated since we spoke uh, since last week, huh? And he got it done. It did. It may have been cold, but we had severe clear, so he had no problem getting uh, getting that flight in. Yeah. So. Was he uh, excited as he seemed to be last week? Well, he seemed to be a little frustrated, actually, uh, because, uh, you know, the weather kept delaying his uh, exam, right? The weather, and then, you know, he came down with a, a nasty cold and mm-hmm. had to actually cancel one, so... Yeah, the the weather gods and everything came together, and he knocked it out, and he was greatly relieved to be uh, done with the the hardest check ride he's ever taken. Yeah, did he have and, a, and even, a, like a celebratory uh, fly around that he did or anything like that, or did he just like, thank God this is over? Or do well, you know? actually, <laughs> he's uh, currently somewhere between Chicago and Ohio in a Beechcraft Baron right now with one of his customers. Uh, from his uh, weekend job. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, getting some time in a multi-engine airplane right now and hopefully will be uh, working for that gentleman this summer. Okay. So he went right to work is what you're saying. Yes, he did. Well, God bless him for it. And, uh, you know, that that's something he should be very proud of, as, uh, and I know he is. So uh, congratulations to Austin. We'll, uh, we'll check in with him maybe next week or the week after and find out how he feels now that he's a newly certified multi-engine flight instructor. Uh, we got that plus coming up here uh, momentarily. We got to talk about some more drone stuff in the news. You know, can't do a show without. It. That's coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at thirty-one thousand feet. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings. You can't sleep. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew, navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, and you know, sometimes we got to talk about drones. It's just the law uh, when you do a radio show about airplanes, and the fact that we may have to navigate around these more and more. Often, and we have had another incident. It didn't take long for the holidays to make the first major one hit the news, and it, this made the mainstream media, didn't it? Yeah, well, when you say hit the news, you're not kidding because mm-hmm. in this case, a drone actually hit a news helicopter over the skies of Los Angeles, mm. and it wasn't, uh, you know, like they were hovering over somebody's house. This was at 1100 feet and cruising at about 90 knots when he impacted the drone. Wow, and I think, Greg, if you remember right, what's the maximum altitude you're supposed to be able to fly a 400 drone 400 AGL, I believe, isn't it? So somebody was not paying attention following the rules and uh, or they didn't know potentially could have created care. a disaster. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Did they even know what the drone was doing or, or did they had no uh, no idea at this point? Or no idea. I think they just, at this point, they still assume it was a drone because of the, the type of damage and they maybe they had some parts that were embedded, but it had hit 
the little uh, stabilizer on the tail boom just ahead of the tail rotor. So hmm. potentially one of the worst places you could hit a helicopter because if you were to damage that tail rotor, it could spin out of control. Yeah. So uh, they were they were lucky, but you know what a surprise to be flying along and all of a sudden clunk and you know quick put the airplane down and here is a, a hole in your stabilizer. Yeah. And the traffic guy goes, "Hey, we got another news story for you. <laughs> we're part of yep. it. Uh, we just almost got uh, taken out of the sky." By a drone. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, this is just going to happen more and more. Uh, you know, as more of these drones get out there and, you know, obviously the drone was operating in airspace it wasn't supposed to. And chances are the operator didn't know is my guess. That's what we come across with most. They just don't know what the rules are. Right. Well, and then why are they flying it? That's what yeah, well, really they shouldn't change. Be. Yeah. They're a little too easy to get. It could have been some punk kid. Who knows? But uh, something's going to have to be done about this eventually. All right, more stuff when it comes to drones and airplanes next. Stay close to Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. Let's get away from sleigh bells. Let's get away from snow. Let's make or break some Christmas, dear. I know the place to go. How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to spend the holiday away across the sea? This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, on this holiday weekend, navigating the latest aviation news and information. Then, of course, a bunch of stuff about drones and the conflicts that they can cause for the aviator on your holiday gift giving list. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, that would be a great gift, by the way. Uh, you got a pilot, they can't fly the plane, might as well fly a drone. At least they know how to operate them and what to avoid. Unlike the guy in LA, I guess. Right. Dennis, what do you think? Yeah. A California man uh, thinks that the $20,000 fine he's been assessed is unfair after his uh, drone ran away from him when he was flying it in Las Vegas hmm. during a visit from president Trump. How many alarm bells just went off in your head there? Yeah. And you know where they found the drone or recovered it from? Where? It was the middle of McCarran International Airport. So this guy has $15,000. I think that's on the low side. Uh, you know, well, I we thought, to, what, what, do we know what happened with this drone? He said he lost control of it, so he went out of range. But I thought they have like a uh, return to base kind of uh, feature when they go out of... Uh, you know, transmission site, or they immediately go down or something like that. Isn't that the They're case with most to, of them? Yeah. But this guy's comp- is, is trying to say that the secret service took control of the drone when he flew it into the temporary flight restrictions that were put in place around, uh, Trump's visit. Mm. And that's why he lost control of it. And so it shouldn't be his fault. Uh, well, let's just back this up. Did you use the app? 
Did you check to see, was there a TFR? I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons you shouldn't have been flying in the first place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that you got your drone taken away, he lost it and it showed up in the mail, uh, was sent to him by the secret service along with a $15,000 fine from the FAA. And then after all the late fees and administration charges and whatnot, it's up to over 20 grand that he owes for his little, little flight. So, you know, maybe we may need to make the, make a, an example of him and point that out to people. Uh, it's like, look, you are a pilot with a drone. You are responsible for your actions. And if you screw up, you are going to pay. Did, did, you know, that's the, I think the only way we're going to get this through to people is when they have to actually start paying and coughing up and realizing that their mistakes are their fault. Right. Well, or they go to jail. <laughs> I mean, be, be thankful they just sent you a a ticket, a fine, you know, uh, you know, something like that. You know, they, they they could get a little bit more serious about this. Say, yeah, it's a automatic two week uh, jail term or something. I have a two feeling weeks for potentially putting an airline, you know, several airliners. Well, I'm just whatever, risk. whatever yeah. the, the fine. I mean, it, not just a fine. It would actually be, you know, jail time. Get a little bit more serious about it. I have a feeling more drone operators would pay attention just my my two cents you know but then again you know he's probably looking at it, 20 grand holy crap i got busted for weed and they find me like 200 dollars on the strip in vegas and actually they don't yeah. even find you that anymore i don't think but but who would he have hurt in that in on the strip in vegas uh flying your drone over a tfr potentially endangering our head of state uh, right or landing it at the airport potentially you know endangering the lives of passengers at a minimum, they probably could have had a ground stop of airliners, which would have had direct costs to those airlines and passengers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's people got to realize this is a, you have a responsibility when you get a drone. It's not a toy. He ought to be happy that the Secret Service sent his drone back. <laughs> you would think like maybe they ought to just keep the drone and then send him the Apply bill. Apply it towards the balance right. of what he owes. Yeah. Uh, 20 grand minus, you know, we'll give him a credit of like. 400 bucks maybe depending on what the drone was but anyway i I don't know yeah you know once again this is one of those kind of problems we're gonna have more and more of and uh until they figure out a way to kind of uh take control i mean at least it's good to know that the secret secret service evidently has the power when uh one of these drones comes into an airspace they're monitoring to just take it over that's that's uh it's kind of refreshing in a way i guess right well, yeah. and it's nice to know that the drone registration process works because they were able to return it to the owner. <laughs> he got his he got his SD card back, so he was able to get a video of it and see it flying over the the middle of the Las Vegas airport. So, yeah, you know, there's that. We can find the positives in this. Maybe we get a letter from the president, or at least a video clip, like, "Hey, got your drone." <laughs> now we're coming for you. Knock, knock. Exactly. Oh, brother. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's unfortunate, but uh, once again, it's just these are the times that we live in. And you know, with you, if you're a private pilot, you just got to have your head on a swivel and or just be aware they're out there. This is no different. I've said it for the last I don't know five, ten years now. It's no different than bird strikes, but even worse. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think the bird might actually give a little bit more than some of these drones with all the the metal yeah. and composites and stuff in there. Right, but but just the uh, I remember when I first started learning to fly, and I, I was told about hey you got to be careful about birds. I'm like birds, what? And I never thought it never even phased me before I started my flight training. 
and now we got uh, drones drones to boot. So, you know, you just got to pay attention when you're up there. That's all. And just know that those drone operators don't know the rules of the road or of the skies as good as they're supposed to. And that's the part to. that we really need to fix. You know, the problem yeah. is the technology came up so fast and it's like toothpaste. You can't put it back in the tube now that it's out there. So right. we have to find some other way to get these people's attention. Now you have your drone educated. certification yourself. You went through that special course, right? For you? Yes, I did. So uh, are, are you flying one right now or no? No, I'm I'm on the show with you. Well, I'm right, not at this particular <laughs> moment. You could multitask. Uh, you just have it in uh, self-aware mode. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. filming no. you right now while you do the show. That would be, you know, yeah. something. But no, you, you went through the, the uh, it's a FAA course that you can go through to kind of educate you properly about airspace from a drone operator standpoint, correct? Right. I got my part 107 remote operator certificate. So if I ever decided I wanted to be able to do some commercial work or something with it, somebody wanted to hire me to take pictures of property, I could legally do it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I got enough other things going on with, you know, working on my instrument instructor and flying the Mooney that I don't, you know, probably don't have as much time as I would like to be putting into some of that, but who right. knows? good retirement job. Yeah. Well, I mean, is, do you have a drone on your list for the, for Christmas? Right now, just oh, I've always got gadgets. Well, I know. Um, you know so I still you, have an original DJI Phantom, but well, that's I what really I was like getting. That at. new Mavic Junior, the the little one, or mm-hmm. the Mavic Mini, yeah, the the one that comes in just under the limit, but still has a really good camera. That'd be kind of fun. Pack it up, take it with me on a trip. Next time we go out to the Bahamas, we could be recording, uh, you know, us on the dive boat as we're jumping in. That'd be kind of neat. Absolutely. You know, I, I've thought about that. But, you know, adding more stuff to my uh, my travels, my travel pack, I've been hesitant uh, to get anything. And then the added uh, responsibility of, you know, being that I'm a pilot in training, I know, what, you know, what it entails or what could go wrong from a, you know, legal standpoint. If you operate a drone in some airspace that you're not supposed to be, you know, you can do it out on a boat out in the middle of nowhere and you're not supposed to, but they do it all the time. Uh, but I, you know, me knowing all that, it's kind of kept me from going, uh, you know, following that path, so to speak, and, and becoming a drone operator. You hear what I'm saying? I do, because if I screw up with a drone, it, it jeopardizes my private pilot and my commercial certificates as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to risk that. So, well, yeah, and I just know how uh, little I like to pay attention to that type of stuff. <laughs> So I, I, I'm smart enough not to, I, I'm, I'm surprised actually, I don't own one other than the little pocket drone that you gave me a couple of years ago. I think that was Christmas last year, wasn't it? Was it? No, oh, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now. I got to get that thing out and it'll give me some stuff to pass the downtime Tra- during the holidays. Yeah. Traumatize the cat some more. Right. Good times. But, uh, but yeah, I mean that extra responsibility, especially from a pilot standpoint, knowing uh, you know, how you could potentially create a problem for someone if you don't really know uh, the environment that well where you are. And you, I don't, a- I don't want to scare off the people that are legitimately wanting to go fly, though, because the tools are out there. The FAA has really stepped up and yeah. partnered with uh, Kitty Hawk to make a much better uh, before you fly app so that you can look at your geolocation and 
you know, let you know what the airspace limits are within mm-hmm. the area. Are you near a control tower? What's right. the phone number? You can even get automated approvals now where you don't even have to call anybody. Well, in the so, USA, that's fine. But when we're traveling on a dive trip and we're going out to dive some island in the middle of the Caribbean where there are no rules or, you know, nothing's like, you know, regulated like in your face, so to speak. To me, that looseness creates potentially more problems for operating. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, it does. Okay. We'll leave it at that. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? This is Just Plain Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information on this holiday weekend. All right, so we've covered the drone thing. Uh, but there's a couple, a uh, couple other things that you need to be, uh, be aware of as an aviation enthusiast. And that might be, well, uh, is this called like, this story is kind of like phone cramming or something on your phone bill. When you get these, uh, surprising, uh, charges on your credit card or on your phone bill that you didn't expect. And they're hoping you don't notice them. 
Isn't that kind of what this is in a way? Something along that line. Yeah. In, in a lot of airports, um, have landing fees, you know, the majority of them don't for general aviation planes, but the ones that do, a lot of them don't want to have to set up, uh, you know, uh, a whole staff to basically, you know, Collect. figure out who's landing and send the bills. So third party companies have jumped in and, you know, are advertising their services to these opera airport operators and they're being rather creative in how they're getting their data. You know, they're, they're using, you know, uh, unnamed surveillance data, which uh, we're starting to find out now is actually leveraging the ADSB systems. The the same stuff that we have to put in our airplanes by the end of the year is now being uh, used to rat on us. And mm-hmm. there was a, a recent story about a pilot from Utah who happened to be flying her vintage Piper uh, tail dragger along the East Coast and was talking to air traffic control for flight following, overflew the Bridgeport, Connecticut airport. And a couple months later, gets a bill in the mail for a landing fee at the Bridgeport Airport. Hmm. So apparently, they just assumed that she landed there because she was talking to the tower, and they showed her ADSB track um, near the airport. So that's going to open up a, a whole bit, a whole bunch more privacy concerns for people going forward here after after next year, when when the majority of the uh, GA fleet is going to be hopefully ADSB compliant. Right. Well, I mean, so this is kind of like a dash and go kind of (laughs) crime. They're trying to keep, uh, uh, you know, kind of collect on some of these airports that do that. You think? Cause I guess they do have that. I mean, if you were to fly into an airport that had a landing fee and then you land and you're like, Hey, no one asked me for the money. I'm out of here. You know, then they can go back and just get it by your tail number and they're tra- they'll track you down that way and then have their data, like uh, like you said, ADSA, ADSB uh, tracking to kind of back up their, uh, you know, their like red camera or red light camera, you know, ticket. <laughs> That's kind of what. And I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, I still on principle don't like the idea of a landing fee, but that's just because I'm cheap. Right. But, you know, to get a $7 fee in the mail for a landing at an airport that you didn't land at. Um, now you're really there mad. There needs to be a little bit more accountability here, folks. Yeah. Even during the holidays? Come on. What are you, a Grinch? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate that uh, if you get one of those, for sure. But at least, you know, I mean, thing is, as a pilot, you got to track all that stuff yourself as well. So if you know you didn't land, you should be able to back it up pretty easily, wouldn't you? Because you'd have that yeah, all. Yeah, you would. Right. In yeah, I mean, records, I can go and look at my log. flight plans and, and I can go into Flight Aware or any one of these other ADSB tracking sites and see what exactly that they have. But the frustrating thing is now I've got to go and talk to the Bridgeport uh, Airport and mm-hmm. go through that. You know, and at some point it's just, you know what, I'll just pay the $7. It's less, but it's just on principle, I would argue and complain. Yeah. I mean, if you call them up, say, hey, I didn't land that day. I don't know what data you guys pulled, but it's not accurate. And then they go, liar. And then, yeah. Well, and, and the other part of it is how easy it is to get that information. So the fact that they were able to get a tail number and get my address and send me an invoice, mm-hmm. you know, who, who else could have that information and tracking? And that's one of the issues that the FAA is looking to address here um, in the next year is to give operators a little bit more privacy of their data. Because right now, almost anybody can set up a little mini computer for about $40 worth of parts that can listen to any airplane flying over and gather that whether the tail numbers are blocked or not. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, what how what uh, constitutes uh, a landing fee? Like if you were, you know, uh, if, if you were to do a a stop at an airport that you knew had a landing fee, and you said, 
oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to land here after all, and you just kind of like do a stop and go. Would that count? Or do you, you know? landed? You landed. It still matters, though, I guess, right? I mean, but yep. they didn't give you any services. So I don't, why would they be able to, you know, you give you a uh, got to use land. the pavement. You landed. Mm-hmm. Sure, you didn't go to the FBO, but the FBO probably would have charged you for a, ha- a security fee to access the ramp and uh, a minimum charge and, you know, other other, other fees that they uh, are now publicly posting. Yeah, but I mean, if you landed and then you maybe you taxied off and this just went right back to take off again, to, you know, maybe you're doing some training, you'd still get a landing fee in that situation? Yes, you would. Oh, if if they have a landing fee, um, my home airport charges a landing fee, but only to turbine operators and aircraft over a certain weight. So all of us uh, doing you know GA type planes and doing our touch and goes, we don't see a fee or anything for that. So, right, but all that stuff but, will be on uh, for flight. Uh, if you're flying around, you're not that familiar. It'll tell you if it has a landing fee, right? It all of that's contained within the chart supplement. Right. So avoid them at all costs. Well, Unless. no, I mean, it, it can save you a lot more in cab fare to fly into an airport that maybe has a $7 landing fee. And a lot of them, it's handled by the FBO. So you're going in there and paying for gas. And in many cases, the FBO will even waive that landing fee um, if you buy a certain amount of gas. So right. don't well. ex- don't exclude an airport solely on the, the fact that they charge a landing fee, but, but be educated. And mm-hmm. that's what the AOPA has really um, been campaigning for, is to have these FBOs be much more transparent about their fees what they're going to charge. So when you show up, you're not getting uh, blindsided with, you know, hundreds of dollars in call out fees for after hours and that, that you had no idea uh, applied. Right. Well, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the show with the commercial carriers. When you want to fly budget, just know what you're getting. You plan in advance and you know, you're not going to get much. You won't be uh, disappointed when you don't (laughs) same kind of philosophy in this case for GA, right? Exactly. Just be informed consumer. Yeah. See, uh, learning has occurred here on Just Plain Radio today. So happy holidays to you. Take it for what it's worth, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. Hi, news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.